Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the God, Guns, and Family podcast. We really appreciate you. Do us a favor, um, go on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on and give us a good rating. Um, Please share with anyone you feel is going to be able to use this message um, to gain a little bit more better relationship with following Jesus and, you know, Maybe it'll help them out today. Um, also, check out our partner, Survivors of War. I don't know the website, but check it out in the description below. Also, go ahead and uh, if you are anyone who does some sort of sport, hockey, football, kickboxing, jujitsu, go to impact mouth guards and they will set you up with a custom mouth guard they send you the materials you form it you send the form back they create a nice perfectly fitting mouth guard for you and the good news is is that we have a good 30 percent off code for you it's the word sawtooth s-a-w-t-o-o-t-h and go on there there's no commissions from that it is just a discount for you so use that, get you a good mouth guard, and, you know, save your teethers. All right, we're going to go into the podcast now. Thank you, guys. Recording in progress. Yeah, it's a recording in progress. Yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen, what is up? It is Nate and Mike here with the yep. God's Guns and Family Podcast. Yes, yes. Beep, that beep, is beep. correct. Dude, I know. We should get one of those pads, dude, that like has like that. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have like just um, samples of random things that we yeah, can play. Like the like car crash noises and stuff. Dude, yeah. yeah like, oh, just like stop just, now. Yeah, when sure, I just say, I say something, something dumb, funny, it's like, it's like, an, uh, it's a laughter, like from an audience. Yeah. The applause. Yes, we should do that. I'm going to look into it. <laughs> how can we, how can we incorporate that on zoom? <laughs> I'm sure there's some way to do it. Um, okay. So we have a few different things to talk about and we're just yeah, going to just kind of just going to chitty chat. Do you have, you don't have anywhere to go? Uh, no, we're good, man. We let it ride. I just got to paint this lady's house later today, but it's hot out in Arizona. Same so same one. Yeah. I've just been doing it here and there at a time, a little bit at a time. As like yeah, a, I saw when uh in a meeting earlier it was like eighty seven in Phoenix. Dude, right now it's ninety one. Gross. It's yeah. It's pretty warm here too. Pretty warm. What's pretty warm? Yeah, <laughs> like freaking like mid sixties or something. It's fifty three. Oh yeah, kind of warm. And it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Like. Idaho just decides what it wants to do when it wants to do it, man. And it was like 70 yesterday. Like, how do you like, how's your body like figure out what it's doing, dude? Like, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just, um, it's, it's all over. freezing cold. And then it's like, oh, hey, no, just and then it's warm. Yeah. So like, I'll, I'll tell you the temperatures for this week. It's kind of all over the dang place. So tonight, 35 snow slash rain. Tomorrow, 46 with a low of 27. 50, 31, 50, 31, 58, 36, 64, 42, Sunday, 69, 46. What the? 46 at night still? Oh, dude, the 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 coldest, the warmest it gets at night here, in the, even in the summertime, is like 66, wow. 65. So like when it's 100, when it gets, because it does get to 100 for like a week or two, every night it gets into the 60s. Imagine how I mean, much more bearable. Yeah, no be joke. In Phoenix, if that happened. She says, "Hello, dear." She said, "He says hello, hello." All I heard was, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's the dog." Yeah, so that's Goose because he's having a heart attack because he's currently in prison in the kitchen. Oh boy. Yeah, he's good. 
But dude, yeah, how much more bearable you get down and then you're like, oh, reprieve. Here, let me read you the temperatures here in the good old Arizona, okay? Let's see. What is see here? I was like, dude, why is it telling me hourly? So I select, like, selected the wrong thing. Yeah, okay, today's 92, low 61, 87, 60, 83, 58, 85, 62, 86, 63, 88, 63, 93, 66, 89, 67, 90, 66, 89, 89, 88, 89, and then just stays in the high 80s forever until it gets to an oven outside and decides to go back over 100. Which was like over uh, just shy of a hundred last Saturday, last Sunday. Yeah, that's um, one of the reasons we moved. Yeah, I think that would be like, I'm pretty sure if we had the kids full time, um, we would be not anywhere near a hundreds in the in the Evers. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can handle that anymore. Dude, like, like my my mis pechos are sweating currently. Like, that's it, not good. I su- I sweat too much to live in. Exactly. These? Is that a pechos? Yes. The pectoral muscles or man boobs be sweating quite uh, quite profusely over here already. I gotcha. So, Wife coming in clutch with the coffee. Yeah. Did you try out yeah. that uh, Death Wish blueberry? No, dude. I haven't found it yet, bro. I, I need to go buy some. It. I want to say they might have it at Albertsons. Or Safeway, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Is check there any that Albertsons out. there still? There's still one on like Ray and Rule. Oh, that Ray, Ray and Rule one's still there on the north west corner. Yeah, it's still a holdout. That's like the last close one. Otherwise, you got to drive across town for it. You might be able to find it at the at at Fry's. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to order. I'm gonna have to order. Oh, dude, but we're getting ready to uh, sign Jaren and I. Jaren wants to go back to jujitsu, so we're gonna go sign the documentation. I love it. I know. I can't wait. He was asking questions and I was like showing showing him uh, some nogi like loop chokes and stuff. It's going to mm. be pretty exciting. Yeah, nogi we got loop chokes. Some dudes doing tournament next week. No, not this weekend. The 29th. So Grappling Industries is up here. Mm. Yeah, we just so have like, like... The all, all girls tournament here at the Copa Bella. Oh, yeah. The AZBJJF. Yep. And my old school that I used to attend to, which was pretty cool, finally uh, took first place, which was cool. That's because the lady that's running it now is like, I mean, she's a she's a killer and a half, um, but she's like, I mean, super like petite, like super thin lady, but like she'll she'll smoke like a three hundred pound dude, but she's had this like always just missed the podium or like like third or like have always like just got skated out by like a technical whatever so she finally took gold and then the whole her women's thing that she's taken over leading is they took first place it's pretty cool i dig that it's like underdog stowy all right dude hey so let's get right into this thing bro tell me about the tithing you learned this week bro that was rad that we were talking about last week and you were like yo check it out oh it was um it was in the core 52 yeah, core fifty twos. Um, so it was. Where's my book? I bet it's in in the car. I bet Aaron left it in the car. Oh, come on, Aaron. So it basically says that. Um, dang it! I'm not gonna remember. He says like. Um, no idea. it's the space talking about how like jesus talks about um some things like 11 times but he talks about money like 20 something times in the new testament or something Mm -hmm. let me get my book hold up all right while he's doing that i'm going to look up how many times jesus says about money in the New Testament. I can hear you. I know, I know, I'm finding it. <laughs> You're just not uh, next to your microphone, bro. There it is. All right. 
Wow, interesting. So roughly 50% of Jesus's his preaching is basically talking about money and 11 of 39 parables were talking about money. Oh, that's what it says. 11 of 39 parables. Yeah. I don't know where I got 22 from. I don't know. Uh somewhere in there. You're you're in the ballpark. Yeah, so one of the this is kind of a thing that comes up a lot in my not like in my group of friends, but like just well you know. Yep. Um it's it's talked about a lot, right? And uh, a lot of people focus more on money than a lot of other stuff. They they uh things and whatever come more important than yep. people, relationships being mm-hmm. a good person, being, you know, being a good friend, whatever. Yep. Comes up a lot. Um, so I wish I had just listened to this part, this chapter today, because it was fresh in my mind. And then it was end up, ended up listening to the wrong one because <laughs> we apparently we're on another chapter because I had missed a week because I had to go to the range and then we didn't do it Easter. So I was assuming we we're on a certain chapter, but we were not. And then when we got there and I was like, I read the wrong one. <laughs> so were you ahead or behind? Behind. I don't oh. know. How. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. Because I did two chapters just to just to catch up. And then I didn't I apparently was I don't know how I was a chapter behind, but I was. Anyways. So that's not what we discussed. Mm-hmm. class but that is what came up as the chapter chapter is money That's so cool. the, you know the biggest thing um and it did make me like i did i did i did increase my tide a little bit so um nothing crazy like i just i felt like i was being a cheap ass so <laughs> I, I felt bad <laughs> um so i did what i did um but yeah and like it it if you because it's not just so it, it explains in the thing like it's not just like directly to the church it's like to good causes and to charities and to like all this other stuff like mm-hmm. we talked about this before and um like donating to saint jude's and like all these yeah. other things that are like that are doing that are, that are doing good right mm-hmm. so ultimately it, do, it doesn't come out to like 10 percent. it's a little less than that but it's like spread out mm-hmm. you know so it's decently spread out um and then you know whenever something comes up then just give a little bit more whatever nothing crazy mm-hmm. yeah so like the way i've been taught and the way our church teaches tithing is like 10 percent straight up like that is what god asks is the 10 percent talks about malachi 3 right i bring the first fruits to the storehouse uh, essentially um in the old testament it's kind of crazy you, you have your harvest and like before you eat it, anything like you turn it back over to God, like this, you know, 10th of this harvest that I just took of this giant field of wheat or whatever. And I'm going to give this 10th of it to God first. Um, and then as that, you know, we've transitioned to the new Testament, right? It's like that principle is still the same. It's not that God needs money. Right. Because everything that we own was given by him from him first. Yeah, you know, everything that he, everything's his. So the saying, you know, he owns the you know the cattle of a thousand hills, like infinite is infinitely is his. And it all has to do with the intent of our heart. So the tenth isn't so much of, you know, hey, I need God needs the money or the church needs the money. The tenth is where is my heart concerning this money, right? So like you got a car payment, you got a house payment, you got to put food on the table, all these things we have to do. And if you're not careful, money can become an idol. How many times a day are you thinking about, okay, what's coming out of the bank account? Obviously, um, I'm very blessed. And my beautiful wife that's sitting right across over there uh, handles a lot of the the nitty gritty finance from the day in day out. And we have a conversation like once, you know, once a a pay period, we talk about, Hey, what's coming in, what's coming out. We're on the same page. Um, 
but really how much mental like expenditure is happening thinking about money and it becomes an idol you know do i mm -hmm. have enough for this is you know retirement set up here am i saving enough here okay we got this coming out oh crap like i gotta get four new tires on the car my alternator went out whatever yeah um it becomes you're trusting in the dollar more than you're trusting in the provider of the dollar so the 10th really is a test of my heart every time we're paid is you know god this is yours first but really, dude, it's pretty insane how far 90% goes, how much farther it goes than not tithing and trying to do everything with that hundred. It always will fall short. Mm -hmm. uh, less 90% will forever go farther than um, a, 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 a not blessed 100% of your money. It's just a spiritual principle that I found and I've tried and tried and tried and has found it to be true. There's a teaching by Robert Morris um, on money and the tithe, and it really blew my mind one time. And he was talking about this, right? So God commands the first in the Old Testament that the, is the first fruit. And he goes down to say, even in the teaching of how, why Jesus talks about it so much is if that tithe isn't going to God first, essentially that hundred percent, if you don't tithe on it becomes cursed, it becomes like a not honored money because it says in the Bible, right? The root of all types of evil is money. The root of it is money. And it's the, it's not just money, the love of money, right? Um, that's where you get the pride. That's where you get like what you're talking about, like stepping yeah. on people to, to get to the top, to climb the corporate ladders. I mean, really you're cutting throats and people stabbing people in the back to get more money really is what it comes down to. Um, but in not blessed 100% will never go as far as God's blessing on 90% of that money. It'll mm -hmm. always work in like in crazy ways. Right. So a few months ago, Amanda quit her like corporate job. That was like, we were comfortable. God moved to us. She was like, man, I'm like, I mean, it was, she was like crying every day trying to you know, figure out managing these people's schedules. They were just unreasonable. And it was just, God was bringing her to the end of that rope there. And yeah. really was like, we had this opportunity for her to go transition to back into the nonprofit world and work for survivors of war um, with the Dunnigans. And um, we really took a leap of faith in that. And, um, and, we took a leap of faith and said, you know, God, we're in this thing. We're in it. We tithe. We prayed. God transitioned us. And it was exponentially less a month, like almost ludicrous. If you were to like take God out of it and look at the numbers, we made a dumb decision financially, but then you put God back into this thing and dude, every month excess, like we're able to save, we're able to put away because we first put God in first in the finances. We don't make a bunch of money, but we make enough money and mm -hmm. we make enough money to love our kids and to love God and to love our, our friends and our family, right? Like they, to be a witness, like God takes care of it. He takes care of the birds, of the air and the grass of the field. How much more is he going to take care of us as sons and daughters of, of the most high God, right? I mean, even like when I broke my foot a year and a half ago, my job's Costco, bro. If I'm not on my feet, I'm not getting paid. Yeah. If I'm not clocking into work, moving pallets, doing the stuff I need to do, like it was just crazy. So I went on a short-term disability, like 60% pay for like five or six months. Yeah, it was a while. So we were like, it was rough. It was a lot. It was a decrease for a long period of time. And even in that dude... God made more happen because he's a God of multiplication. It's not the freaking employer. It's not your employer. It's not the work of your hands. It's the, it's the, the, the goodness of God that's provided. God is the, the sole provider of everything, you know, and if you're a tradesman, God gave you the ability to, to weld and to be a carpenter and to, to, to lay form. All that is a gift and talent, right? It's all comes from, from God first, right? Yeah. So it was really, I mean, I could go on, dude. I could go on telling you like miracles and, and like just God's wonders everywhere. Like we're like, you know, sitting down and man and I are talking like, dude, we're, 
like 400 bucks short. Like, God, I don't know where this is coming from. Some random check shows up in the mail, 400 bucks. Like I could keep going and going and going with that kind of stuff. The provision of God is just, is supernatural. And the more you give, because like, right, like 10 is like, the 10th is like the, just the beginning. You can start getting, I mean, I know people who, my, she, my uh, Amanda overheard, she goes, just this week, some random hundred bucks showed up. Like, that's just what happens, bro. God's awesome. You know, and um, it's just amazing, dude. Like the the goodness of of who Jesus is for his kids, man, like we'll never lack. That's a promise in the Bible, right? Yeah. Um, oh, hold on. And it's like, it's an honor, man, to be counted. I know people, dude, who, who reverse tithe. Like they give the 90 and live off the 10. How? I have no idea. I hope just someday I get to be that awesome where I can just give the 90% because this is all I need to live. God's provided me with this and so much more that I'm able to be generous to people who need it. Yeah. I can be an extension of the goodness of God, right? It's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I enjoy it. You got your pontification eyes on, dude. I don't even know what that means. I, mean, I know what thinking. it means in the back of my head, but I don't remember in the front. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know, I'm gonna work up to it, maybe. Yeah. Um and it's all the process, dude. It's not like I'm saying right now you gotta go freaking sell everything you own and move into a van and you know, give away all your things like acts two, right? I'm not saying that. Yeah. It's all process it's all it's all process, bro. Yep. And that and that's what our pastor was talking about on Sunday, as far as the process goes. He goes, you know, um, because we're in Philippians 3, 12, 18, mm -hmm. I think is what it was. And he was talking about how Paul is like a, a sports enthusiast because a lot of his stuff is talking about running races and yep. winning a race. And like, it's all about the race and so foot race and the winner. And it's like all, I mean, talking about all these different um, parables, I guess you could say about like it's the it's the process and mm -hmm. that's the one where he says like what you said it before about i do the things i don't want to do and i don't do the things i want to do <laughs> yeah. or something like that yeah and he's like I, I i do the things that i don't want to do and i can't do the things i'm will i will to do yeah it's like talking about the sin that's in him and that's philippians somewhere yep right yeah and so um and, he, and then that's what he's saying he's all like and then he's talking about how, you know, there's the holier than thou people who are like, you know, who are saying that they're, you know, portraying that they're the perfect, the perfect Christian and like how they're just Romans. Kind of moving. Yeah. Romans seven. I miss I miss that. Romans seven. Sorry, guys. Continue. It's Romans. Romans. Still Paul, but Romans. Paul. Still Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, yeah. And he's just talking about how like there's just in it's just a constant improvement constant growth it's a constant yep. you know you know adjustment and um improve you're just working on it it's just a work in progress yep. nobody's going to be perfect nobody's ever going to be perfect yep it's just in everything you just, this, you just, you just got to do what you can do. Like you're working on it. And then if you do, if you do mess up, then you Paul, then you repent about it yep. and you just, you know, you just identify it. And I think like to me, the word repent makes it like, makes that word just kind of like makes everyone kind of feel like really bad, mm -hmm. but it's just like, it's not even that big of a deal. Like you just say, okay, I, I don't know. Like I, I was, I got pissed off about something the other day and I was like, man, like I have the right to be upset because this is something that happened, but it's not going to get me anywhere of being upset. Yep. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's just gonna it just affects me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect them. None. You know what I mean? So they probably don't even know you're pissed off, actually. Right. And then, you know, and um, so like the whole situation is like, okay, you know, whatever. And I'll tell you the story after the break, but it's kind of, it's really stupid, but (laughs) you're going to be like, really? And when you see, when you hear the very end of it, you're going to be like, oh, that's really ridiculous. (laughs) So, but dude, the last thing before we hit this break, the, in the Bible, this is the only place talking about the tithe and it is the only place in the Bible where God says, you know, like it challenge, challenge me and, and watch me not blow your mind. That's the one place in the Bible. God says, try me, watch like, me. Dude, I know. Sign. Like, yeah, yeah. Try me. I, yeah. It's right. Try me and see, and see if I don't get exponentially pressed down, shaken together and running over. He said, try me and see if I don't exceed your expectation. So back to those dudes that reverse tithe, like, giving away 10 and give or giving away the 90 mm-hmm. like god just supernaturally has they've proven to have god's heart in the, the act of generosity and god continues to like provide crazy things for these people to give away like cars like like crazy things like oh hey i've got a car over here do you know anyone that needs it boom facilitate boom like oh, here's the deed title everything yep. and it's like immediately grabs this car and it's gone this money comes in. Oh, blesses this person. It's like the the currency of heaven just flows when we're generous, and it all comes back down to how do you treat money? Is money your idol? Is money your god? Or is money a seed of the kingdom of God? Right? Money as a, in itself is not evil. It's what you do and how you idolize it that makes it evil. Yeah. You can either the use it for good, it. or you can use it for bad. That's it. That's it. It's a seed. Money is a seed. So are you going to sow for the kingdom or are you going to sow for the, the kingdom of this world? Right? Like what we were talking about, the pursuit of all the things, but yeah, it's your intent, your heart and your desire to use money for God's kingdom and just watch God just blow your mind with it. It just gets insane. It just gets comical. Like Jesus, I don't know where this is coming from, but you said you take care of the birds of the air and the grass of the field. And it's like, boom, hundred bucks here. 400 bucks there. Oh, look, boom. Someone randomly just gives us $700 worth of groceries, whatever it is. Like it's just the currency of heaven. And the craziness is that God uses imperfect people to be part of the currency of heaven. It's the heavenly exchange that happens. It's just insane. Blows my mind. I feel you. It gets me all stoked. Actually, the coffee doesn't help probably, but it's okay. He's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. Let's just spaz out. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Right, and let's take this break. Come back on here. Copy that. Just Be Or is a local Phoenix, Arizona family business that offers three services. Be Organized is our personal organization service. We will organize and declutter projects in your home or offices. Be Hauled is our junk and debris removal services. We haul away unwanted junk, yard debris, and furniture. And Be Restored Designs is our furniture restoring service. We restore and customize your older wooden pieces, breathing life back into them. We would love to give you a helping hand. For more information or to get a free quote, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be included in the description below. Or you can shoot us an email at just.b.ohr516 at gmail.com. Recording in progress. Yeah, sir. Yeah. So, yes. So, situation. Yeah, you got a story to tell, my guy. It's not even that It's not even that good. It's pretty pretty lame. It's just annoying. So, the kiddo has a kid in his class who started doing jiu-jitsu, right? So, my mm-hmm. son's like 65 pounds. This kid's like 110 pounds. Okay, big dude. Yeah. Well, um yeah whatever age, age comparison whatever at any at any rate he so when he started doing jits he um he was like doing single legs on kids in school and stuff 
like or whatever like trying to do yeah stuff yep so because andrew's a gray and black belt so he's like a purple belt for kids <clears throat> yeah and um so we're like so he told him so he told me and then one of the days i was teaching the kids class i was ta- i told the kids i was like don't put your hands on other kids at school this is not what it's for Bob, you know blah 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 whatever so then so the kid kept doing it then he started hitting kids but none oh. of the kids none of the kids will will tell on him so andrew was like dude you need to quit hitting you need to quit touching kids because like this is getting ridiculous and he's all like you're not the boss of me and he's like okay dude and he's and then he goes and tells andrew like you're weak and you're little and blah blah and andrew's like yeah well your jit sucks <laughs> like okay yeah so then the mom goes and tells the owner of the school of, the oh my God. of our jujitsu school who is my friend mike and she wanted to pull her kid because andrew was bullying her son oh my god said that to her to him and i'm like really so this kid in class also he's very disrespectful he talks back a lot yeah um you know just doesn't he's just not 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 yeah he's just not, not the essence uh, of jujitsu yeah he's not yeah and um so anyways so when dude so when mike so my buddy mike calls me on the phone and he's like hey so this this is what happened blah blah and i'm like yeah well that kid's lying and he may have said it but it wasn't like just like straight out of nowhere it was a response because mm-hmm. i know the story yeah so he's like yeah i would just kind of so what first made me upset <clears throat> is that he didn't squash it right away he didn't say i've known these guys for years this is not normal and this is probably yeah. not what happened but because of the money yep that it kind of i think that kind of came into play so that that bothered me um and then also the mom was like mean mug and andrew during one of the classes wow and he he told me that and then we were doing like guard rotations or whatever and andrew like passed the dude's guard like it was nothing and whatever so um so that so that happened that was annoying um and then yesterday so they go to our church um so the week so actually so easter sunday or resurrection day yep you're welcome yep thank you for changing that i appreciate that very much yeah and uh so then i was uh, i was doing security out where they were doing the egg hunt and the kid was out there and i saw him like sauntering around and the way that he so i deduced the fact that the assumption that he is on maybe a little on the special needs side Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's in like normal classes and stuff, I yep. can see based on the behavior. Yes. Um, so I told Andrew, I'm like, look, dude, you probably just kind of leave the kid alone. If he like does anything dumb, just like tell the teacher and just kind of be done with it because he probably doesn't understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So this last, so yesterday they put him in because normally he's in the sanctuary with the parents. And then yesterday they put him in the kids class. Yep. Um, and then when they got him, cause it's upstairs and when they brought him down, I was by the doors and the dad comes down the stairs and kind of like mean mugs me. And I'm like, really? Like, first of like all, we're at church, church dude. Yeah. And then secondly, you don't understand that I like teach jujitsu. Yeah. Not to mention I'm carrying a gun. <laughs> like there's lots on. of it. <laughs> there's like why? Like what what do what does it what do you get out of it? Like it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And so like to me, I was just like like the audacity, right? And it's just, I don't know. Um, so I I know for a fact that the story that was told to the parents was not what was what is true yeah so it just it just annoyed me so that's mm-hmm. that's basically the the story and yeah it's just so <laughs> i'm just like man you know the problem the problem is the, the issue that i have is when people go after my son yes like because he's a kid you know mm-hmm. like don't 
why would so my why would you go and say something to like the person who owns the jujitsu school as opposed to telling the teacher at the school where this happened? Yeah, why like would you why, go there? Yeah. So that that's I don't know. It's like so that's yeah. kind of where I'm I'm at with that. And I was just like, dude, this is ridiculous. So whatever. <laughs> Um, I was kind of I was kind of hoping she was going to pull him because it's like the dude doesn't listen at all. Like, yeah, it'd be beneficial for the rest of the students for him to depart. Yeah. Yes. So, but whatever. Um, yes, there was the same kind of kid that when Jaren was doing jujitsu at the last school that we were at, that he would like just spazzy, wild, just like unsafe. Yes, like, exactly. Dude, like you're you're That's grabbing necks and spinning around, and we call him floppy. Yeah. And this kid was, I mean, taller than Jaren, but weighed a little bit less. And I'm like, dude, it, like you don't get this kid under control. He's going to hurt somebody. He's going to hurt someone's and this kid, kid bad. This kid was doing guillotines on other kids. Yeah. No. Which is not permitted under IBJJF for kids. Yeah. And I don't think, like, I don't even think grappling industries can do it. I don't think I so. But that's like, I mean, that would be a white belt saying like, I'm going to break your knees. Right. Yeah. Like I'm a knee, I'm in a knee bar at white belt. You don't so know like what you're the, doing yet. He would keep doing it. And I'm like, dude, you cannot do that. And I would like be yelling it while they're, while they're sparring. I'm like, you cannot do guillotines. And he just like kept doing it. And I'm like, stop. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I don't know Lord. what you're talking about. I'm like, what you're doing right now. You can't do that. Stop doing that. And then like, it got to a point where it was happening so consistently. I was like, look, this is what you cannot do. You can't do this. Stop. So, yeah, like, you should have guillotined him. Here, come here. Let me show you what you cannot do. Here. Yeah. High elbow over the back. You no, know, that's, I never been able, I never like really was a fan of the uh, arm in because like I think it's like far less success rate. Right? Yeah. That's like technique driven too. Like, yeah. So I would, when I teach it, I'm like, just don't try to go for the arm in. Just, like if you if you can get the neck and just make him not be able to eat a Big Mac for the rest of the week, that's fine. I'm fine that's with that. Cool. I'm cool with it. I'm gonna eat, swallow yeah. your coffee. Yeah. So that's the whole. Uh, that was that whole situation. So that I don't know why I brought it up. I forgot. I don't know. It's good story. But like oh, it. because like the holier than thou thing, right? It's like, oh yes, okay, yes, you're just, yes. You're, you know, at that point, you're going to church to check a box. Yep. You know what I mean? Like why? Why even because you're be at that point, you're being malicious, right? The parents as well, you know, yep. both of them, you're being malicious. Um, nobody comes and talks to me. Yep. They're, they're, they're targeting my son without directly coming to me about it. Yeah. And it puts me in a hard position because like, I don't, I don't get paid to teach, yep. but I also get a pretty decent discount for going there. Like I just pay for Andrew. Mm hmm. So like it's I I could confront them and say, look, yeah. this is the true story. And then risk my buddy getting upset with me and then me ended up having to deal with that. Yeah. Um yeah. ultimately he should have squashed it at the beginning, which is which is what I would have done. I'd have been like, you can stop. I was like, if you want to leave, you can leave. Yep. But he's one of our senior students. He's been here a while. Like so I know his character. Yeah, that's that's the that's the issue that I have with it. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, the 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 group the the parents in their malicious intent. You're going to church for what reason then? At that point, you're yeah, not, you mm -hmm. you're purposely targeting a child at that point. What what's <laughs> it's the, like? What, what are you what are you doing? What are you getting out of this? I mean, that's yeah. like the thing, right? What what are you doing? Everything you're doing should be under constant, like, why am I doing this? What is yeah. this profiting? Is this something that I can change? Is this something I can make better? Is this it continually always asking yourself this? Why am I going to church? Is it like, obviously you're not going to church for the people a hundred percent. You're going to church for God, right? Yeah. Because people are his church, whatever. That's a whole nother podcast. But 
what are you getting out of it? Like, are you, are you just doing it to appease your conscience or are you yeah. doing it as an extension of a thriving private relationship with Jesus? Yeah. Because at that point, when you're like feeding on the word and you're filling up and you're like, you can't wait to go get around like-minded people and like, boom, you get to like rub shoulders with people who are way farther along in the walk than you. And the people you get to come along and encourage, like that's part of that beautiful exchange we were talking about is that as well. But like, if you're just going there and you're showing up five minutes late, going to church, Dude, not talking drive, to anyone, that drives me crazy. Check in the box. And then you're leaving three minutes early before he's done praying. Like, or while what are you praying. doing? Yeah. hundred percent. Making the exfil like as fast as possible. What are you doing? Is this profiting you? No, but then it goes right back. Okay. The next thing you do, we're just going to get right into this one. This one's going to be cool, bro. I want to hear some insights. Now we were going to talk about women, women speaking from the pulpit, but what about when leaders fall? There's been a lot of like, you know, lead pastors or Mm -hmm. pastoral staff falling into sin and having a very public, like, you know, coming out and getting outed and like basically watching like, what should the response be? Well, Um, I, I think it depends on what it is. Um, ultimately, ultimately everything is forgiven, right? That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, my screen is really dusty. I don't know why. I just thought you like did a like a wizard spell on me or something. Yeah, and um, so ultimately, yeah, I think forgiveness is always there. That's that's just kind of that's the way it is, right? And if you're and if you don't think that way, then your 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 beliefs and your understanding of scripture and it needs to be re reevaluated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think I think that in itself is. Um, what is initially to be done uh, on the other end of that it should be more difficult for church leadership to kind of fall into that um, depending on what it is right like I don't know like for like for example like our pastor um, he talks about his former porn addiction mm-hmm. Um like when we did our uh, Sunday service last week, he there was like a video and was, everyone was like holding up their signs about like what they were and mm-hmm. where they're at now. And his cool. he he was on there and he said that he was he was a porn user or whatever. And like you know everyone's used it, everyone's watched porn at at mm-hmm. some point. Um, but like when you understand that it's not what you're supposed to do, and you repent right you under you, mm-hmm. you understand you acknowledge that it's wrong yeah and then you adjust fire and you say like okay i'm just not going to do it anymore and then there are certain things that kind of come up right where like um like we had talked about this before i think um before we i don't think we talked about it on the podcast at all but like for example like when you go to the gym and there's like these like really attractive women and they're in like skin tight stuff and you're like, look, and you're like, you know, you just, you just look. The first looks on you or the, what'd you say? The first looks on God. The second looks on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, sometimes there's like three or four looks. It's like, okay. Just cause like there's a movement or, you know, the peripheral vision. You're like, oh man. Yeah. And like, you're not trying to stare. It just happens. You know, it's just like, you look, it is what mm-hmm. it is. And then you just say, okay, like I'm working to not do that. And then I'll just like, look at the ground yeah I'm just like not you know just kind of take that whole not necessarily it's not even it's really a temptation it's just like i'm just trying to not look right yeah, to rewire be respectful yeah. be respectful mm-hmm. um so like i think it should be more 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 better Mo- i think it should better. be i think it should be like a little more i don't know stringent mm-hmm. on on like the leaders of the church, but like they're human as well. And that's just mm-hmm. what happens sometimes. Yeah. I think adultery is kind of a bigger deal. Um, like physical, you know, yeah. Uh, whatever, like no judgment either way. It mm-hmm. just, I, I just think it is a bigger deal because there's more. 
you have to think about it more to move forward with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and that's, and that's it. Like if, if it happens, you know, you understand that you made a mistake and then just kind of go from there and, um, and, and like adjust fire and just like, okay, like this is, you know, someone that I can't communicate with anymore because this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, or like, or whatever, like cut, cut sling load, as they say in the army, like, you know, this person is like causing me to behave in a way that is a little questionable, mm -hmm. um, or completely questionable and not appropriate at all, you know, and yep. then you stop that behavior and you stop that contact right away. Um, so, but ultimately forgiveness is there. So that's just, yeah. and that, but that's, and that's always got to be the thing, like what we talked about before, like you have to have the ability to forgive. And if you can't, then you need to reassess your understanding of what the Bible says. Yeah. And, uh, have a hard look within yourself, you know, yeah. and that whole thing too, it's like, I mean, just to kind of play devil's advocate, what you're saying, like Jesus like there's sin is sin. There's not varying. The humanity likes to put varying degrees of sin. Right. Right. So a porn addiction is equivalent to adultery. Murder is equivalent to theft. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the sin is sin. And I think with our leaders, you know, coming from um, my own fall in that whole uh, regard to that um in the heat of that dude like the church fails in my opinion very heavily when the one who has fallen gets excommunicated from the body if you don't do this then bye um which adds a different layer of shame, a different layer of guilt. Like you don't have to tell the person who just fell, like, you know, you're, yeah, you're, that's, it was you a shameful fell. act. Like yeah. they understand, like right. to add more shame and more guilt yeah. and, and more pain to that. Like who did Jesus come to save and sit with? Think of the, the woman at the well. Yep. Think of the woman at the well. She goes to the well in the middle of the hottest part of the day to get water because the well is the meeting place. And she was ashamed to show yep. up to the meeting place because she was on her like seventh husband. Mm -hmm. All the shame, the guilt, the fear, the condemnation, all that stuff accompanied her. What Jesus do? He waited at the well for her. Mm -hmm. That episode it's, of The Chosen is dope, by the way. I haven't seen that part yet. That one's that it's, episode is really good. The woman at the well, that's what Jesus came to do. So with our church leaders, yes, they're human. And yes, there's a, a level of accountability um, necessary for them. Obviously, yeah. they're going to stand and give an account because those who are pastoral staff, when you take, you know, you put your hand in your Bible and you take on the mantle of pastoral leadership, you are accountable to a higher level of living. That's biblical. On the other side of that, though, it's the same grace. Yes, the grace that is available for the for the heathen off the street is the same grace available for the pastor, the pastor who had an extramarital affair and fell from grace. And in, in as far as the church, the, yeah. there, there's no second rate. And I feel like the church, especially if you're a part of one that that happens in, guess what? Get a hold of that person, grab a hold of that person, say, dude. Grace is grace. Jesus still loves you. Repentance is repentance. You're still a good person. Because guess what? Our choices that we make, because no one just willy-nilly jumps into an affair. You don't just right. wake up and you put your freaking boots on and you're like, you know what? Today, I'm just going to boink whatever can walk. You, you don't do that. No. You don't get to a place where you do that. It is a million minor compromises I believe this came from my wife because I got to give her credit. This this is all her. I kind of got scolded that I don't give her credit enough. So this one is hers. It's a Man. million little compromises that create giant choices that are made. And it's one little compromise and not reading the word or not being able to feel like you can go say, hey, I'm struggling in in this regard. That makes a pastor fall 
in any way, male or female, it doesn't matter. And I feel like the church needs to understand there's no varying degrees of, of, of salvation and grace and repentance that it is what it is. God says, if you turn from your wicked ways, acknowledge me, I'm going to heal your land. I'm going to forgive you, right? You say, Hey, I, I, you know, I've fallen. Obviously I've caused some issues. I've exploded my life. I'm going to turn away and I'm going to run back into the arms of Jesus. Yes. Anyone in ministry that's fallen out of grace like that, we're not going to go right back and try to get a freaking job at a church. We understand like in my own experience, if they thought I was going to leave one church and try to go get another one, when I knew that there was a million little things in my own heart that I needed to heal out of, like you don't have to tell a pastor who just fell that they're jacked up and uh, you need some healing. And if you got to do it this exact way, because guess what? There's no X, Y, and Z, X, Y, X plus Y equals Z kind of thing. Like there's no right. algorithm. It's healing. How whichever time it needs to take for you to sit at the foot of the cross and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to that person, that's what needs to happen. And it's our job as the church to freaking love them mm-hmm. in spite of the mess. That's my job is to love them like Jesus loved me. And I was a wretched sinner, the chief of, uh, the chief of wit of giants of sinners, man. Like that was me. My job is to love those people. End of story. I don't care where you came from, what you did, how big the fault was, how big the scandal it was. Like it doesn't matter. Cause guess what? I'm not the, I'm not the author and the finisher and I'm not the judge. My job is to love people. And especially those ones who, who fall, have fallen, you know, so church leadership, yes, they're accountable to much, but it's almost like when one falls, it's like they're kicked out. Like, dude, this national news just happened. What it was like three weeks ago when the, um, what was his name? The dude, the Hillsong guy that had the huge scandal, um, he got kicked out of the church. It was this big old deal that made national news a few years ago, got kicked out of Carl Lentz, got kicked out of Hillsong. You can look it up, but he Hillsong just Baptist a, church. No, Hill, uh, Hillsong's like a worldwide organization, like Hillsong music that church that came out that like had it was a big time i mean thousands and thousands of people it was a really big mega church that had this scandal with carl lentz in it um long story short is he was removed out of ministry there's a series on it yeah it was a big deal it was like national news and it made national news again like three weeks ago because some church decided to give him a shot at ministry and dude it was an amazing display that this like uh this this new church that he got hired at um, I think my wife's going to find the quote for me, but, um, the display of who Jesus is and the fact that when you fall anyway, if you're a pastor, if you're whoever you are, when you have a fall from grace, guess what? Your fall does not disqualify the call on your life that God put on you. So yeah, when a pastor falls, guess what? There's a matter of time. If he chooses to do so, to allow healing to happen, that that call isn't disqualified. Yes, his platform might change. His voice might have a little more, you know, smoke to it because he walked through a little more fire. But mm-hmm. when you fall, your your choices don't undermine the call on uh, that God's put on your life. Um, so I feel like, I mean, I'm even heated now too. Like it gets in. Uh... Oh yeah, so it's on church leaders. This. Uh... All right, so this is the statement that. Uh... This uh, one of the pastors at the church that just hired Carl Lentz um, makes uh, made a declaration for. He said, "I just want to make a statement, point out something. It made national news last week that somebody got a job." Ross said, and it sh- and a scattered cheers began to swell. And I'm happy when anybody gets a job. I want people employed, but because of one who, because of this, because of who this individual is, and has been in the body of Christ and made a little bit more news. Ross continued transformation church issued a statement saying that I'm not, that I'm not going to repeat. It speaks for itself, but I, I want, I do want to read a scripture that I hope that just brings some context to what we're doing for as a church for Carl, Laura, and the family. 
And it's like talking, it's very important for us to know as a church and for the larger body of Christ, because I'm, I'm sure there are some people that are just curious. The Lentz family is not hiding here. They're covered. Essentially saying, guess what? Yeah, he fell from grace. And I'm, you know, and this is what we're going to do. It's because there's still a call on his life and what for he's done for the kingdom. And I'm going to back him because that's what we're called to do. And it's, oh yeah, so then he go he read Galatians 6, 1 through 3, which says, Dear brothers and sisters, if any believer is overcome by sin, and you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. He goes, I'm going to let the scripture speak for my for itself and turn my attention to to my uh to my assignment. Basically, our job is to bear one another's burdens and to fulfill the law of Christ and to humbly recover those who have fallen. That is our job as a call to as a church, as particularly men in the church. Our job is to come alongside, to love, encourage, and uplift those who need it the most, which are the ones that are struggling with that, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's our job. I get all heated. Like, I just like my blood pressure just got rised up a little bit and I sweat, sweating a little bit more, bro. Cause I got I see your hair, is, your head is red. Yeah. Look. Yeah, bro, I get stoked. Yeah, I get, I get sweaty, dude. It's right. But, dude, that's like, that's our call, man, is to come alongside, dude. And it goes back down to, brotherhood and accountability for men and women, but particularly men. Women have a a much more natural ability to have a network of women, right? Mm -hmm. It particularly men struggle with letting down walls long enough to build a form and group and form a group of people who will hold them accountable, who will encourage them, who will be in the fight with them. You know, it's, you know, to use the military, military analogies, it's like, the dudes you went through basic with and then were deployed with, you knew for sure, as long as they could, for whatever creed color that they were at, you knew as long as they picked up a weapon, they had your six, they had your, they, they were on, they were with you. Then yeah. they earned it. That's the same way that we need to build the relationship with men in the church to know that this dude to my right's got my back and this dude to my left is watching forward. And I've got this, this field of view and I've got that one. It's like, we need each other. Cause we can't just do it all ourselves. Like we can't, I can't see what's going on behind me. That's your job. And I can't, you can't see what's going on behind you. So I'm going to watch your back. Yeah. And that's how this, the bigger the group, the more, the less blind spots we have as men and the less we would see that kind of stuff happening. Cause if you allowed someone in your life as a man to walk life with, and we're out getting whatever, uh, getting a cheeseburger somewhere, right? Hypothetically. And a waitress walks by and I see your eyes linger a little too long on the waitress and I don't call you out. Yeah. What, how, how different would that be? If I, if I called, if someone called you out, like, Hey dude, whoa, what was that about? Check your heart, bro. Those yeah. little, little corrections over time that would prevent extramarital affairs. You know what I'm saying? It's the, the accountability with a brotherhood. Hey dude, you're acting a little off dude. Where are you at? And then mm-hmm. feeling like you have the ability to share where you're at with that person. That's a big deal. I feel like more accountability in the brotherhood and sisterhood in Christ. We wouldn't have these things because we see the issues before they happen. Like how I'm just going to say this one time and I'm probably going to get in trouble for it for my wife who's sitting over there with me personally in my own experience and what happened with my story mm-hmm. that was ongoing for over a year. How did not one person say what's going on with you? I was on staff, bro. I was at church more than my house doing life air quotes with people. How did not one person see that I was not okay? I dude, I went down to the pastor's desk and said, I'm dying here. I cannot do this anymore. I am literally going crazy. I cannot do it. And what I was told was divorce isn't an option. Figure it out. 
I'm like, dude, I'm crying out for help here because I don't know what direction to turn. I don't know what weighs up, what weighs down. I'm dying. I am effing dying. I was basically told to shut up and deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. Even after that, not a single person asked me, hey, dude, are you okay? What is going on? Where are you? You seem off. So if I'm talking about accountability with dudes, allowing people the the, the ability to be 100% wholly you in the form of a brotherhood of men who when there's a deviation in who you are, will freaking call you out on it and will call you up and say, yo, Mike, where the heck have you been? You've been absent. Where are you at? I feel, I feel a vibration in you that I'm not, I'm not liking. Where are you? That accountability is what, the, what we need is the church. Because guess what? We all got a target on our back. We're all hunted. If we profess Christ, we're hunted. Because yep. guess what? I could go to work and there could be coming out of the woodworks a temptation. Amanda could go to the grocery store or the pet store and get hit on. That's just how like the temptation is there. Are we willing? Like it's everywhere. We have, we have it on our back, dude. We need to be able to be in an authentic relationship enough with people that we can be like, yo, Mike, I'm struggling, bro. Like my mindset's bad. Hey dude, pray for me. Like my eyes just keep wandering. I can't control it. There's accountability in that, but there's also people who will bear one another's burdens as Galatians is saying to bear one another's burdens and to fulfill the law of Christ. Accountability. We need each other, period. Woo. Yep. I'm sweating, dude. I'm preaching right now, dude. I'm preaching. And it's like, I mean, even like recently, like with me, right? I haven't ever had honest accountability partners in my life. Like at the prior church that I was at forever, I didn't. I didn't have like... I just didn't, I don't, I don't have it. There's not a single male influence from that time period that I still walk with today. And I spent a bunch of years with, but like with Shannon from survivors of war, like he's my accountability dude, man. Like when I'm struggling, I'll reach out to him. Like just recently I left work cause I was struggling and there was a rough spot with Amanda and I, and I just didn't know how to tell her what I was feeling without feel like, I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't know where to go. I left work early. I said, yo, where are you at? He's like, oh, I got nothing going on. I'm free at 11. I said, I'm free at 11 too, bro. Let's meet at Panera. So we like shot over to Panera off this, off power in the, in, in the 202. And I just text Amanda like, hey, I'm going to talk to Shannon. She's like, what's wrong with you? I said, I'll, t- I'll tell you, talk to you about it later. But in that moment, realizing it was just a communication error and having mm-hmm. someone to see something differently, put things back into perspective. And I was able to come back home and tell Amanda, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I've been struggling with. This is what I've been feeling, you know, and it gives us the ability to air it out, you know, and that's just a, a relation like in interpersonal intermarital, you know, example of that, but having an accountability person where you can go with go, per, as a dude to have another dude that you can go to and be as real and authentic and raw as it is required to be for you to be encouraged and uplifted because we're not supposed to do this thing alone ever. Right. The lone gazelle gets eaten, bro. You want to see that that throat chomp? That's what happens, dude. Discovery Channel. It's a spiritual principle when you see that, bro. You don't you get you get your throat ate when you're off by yourself and you're idle and you've pulled away from the group and you've isolated yourself. That's where the 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 attack on the mind comes, dude. Because that's the supercomputer that can change the world is the human mind. Why do you think the enemy wants it so bad? If he can change the way you're thinking, he's going to change the way you act. And the uh, many actions create habits. Habits create deviations in your life. So it's all about the thought life, dude, and being accountable in that and having someone you can be accountable with and how you think. Like, yo, I'm struggling today. I want to rip this dude's face off. You know how many times I've had that conversation with Shannon? On the other way side, he calls me. He's like, bro, you need to pray for me because I'm going to rip this dude's face off. And I'm like... <laughs> I said, I'm in route. Do not do anything until I get there. And he's like, dude, you need to drive faster. Like I will be there in three minutes. You just three minutes. Don't go to jail, please. I roll up and I'm able to pull him away. That's a brotherhood, dude. That's how things are supposed to work. And that's what I'm going to be for you and you for me. And you didn't realize that, but it is what it is. Sorry, sucker. I don't care. 
don't even care, bro. They don't even care, bro. That's what I'm talking about, my guy. That's it, man. Got me all fired up. Get yourself fired up. Dude, I know. Whatever, bro. I'm blaming you too. Hey, accountability partner. Dude, <laughs> we're in this together, right? <laughs> That's uh, it, man. Well, I wish I was more into the word when that all that happened. Probably would have been more beneficial for you. Dude, I can't tell you, bro. You didn't even need to be. You guys being there as just people at that moment when like my entire world was blown up spoke volumes. You you and your boy Johnny Johnny boy over there just showing Yeah, I up. don't know what happened to him. He needs yeah, to readjust I... fire. He needs to check his azimuth. And that's what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying this. No bro. judgment, just saying. No, just, no judgment. We're, we're just, just accountability him. <laughs> you guys just being there that day was was profound. Cuz like on the other side of this equation, Amanda had nobody when yeah, that blew that up. Not a single person. Like she had me, no one else she could call. Like I just hit John up, you showed up like, boom, okay, this is where I'm at. Hey, Jerry Springer, boom, 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 boom. That's what we're doing. And like, I felt bad because Amanda was solo. She had no yeah. one, no accountability network set up for that. And how much life would have been different had she just had one. I pray it's more, but give me one. It's like, give me one that's older than me my Paul pouring into me. Give me a Bartholomew, the dude I'm walking with, and then give me a Timothy, someone to pour into. Give me three people and we'll change the world, dude. That's how we got to do it. One relationship, one moment, one breath at a time. Boom. Word. 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 All right, man. Well, thanks All for right. sharing that. I would wasn't expecting you to go. You didn't go as in depth, so that's probably for the better. Oh yeah, but. I, I figured at some point another podcast when uh when the little people aren't in earshot, we can go into, I can go get straight, uh like a little clip from Jerry Springer and Mari. You know, we'll get real with it, and uh, I'll share my testimony. <laughs> Mari, Mari Povich. <laughs> yeah, I'll share All my right. uh, testimony on here so everyone kind of knows where we come from. But um, yeah, man, let's pray real quick so we uh, don't get cut off. Jesus, we just thank you. We honor you. We love you. It is a privilege to be counted as son and daughter. And Lord, I pray, God, that your grace permeates our heart, mind, body, and soul, that we can be walking, living vessels that are just um, being used in this heavily, heavenly exchange of grace and resource from your for your mere kingdom into this world, Lord, that we can just be a vessel, an instrument in your hand. So use us, mold us, shape us, and we just surrender to you, Father. Take uh, all the everything that's said on this podcast, use it for your glory, and let your word not return void. And we surrender to you and say, have your way, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, bro. Love you, buddy. Love you. Bye-bye. Easy. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Take it easy, y'all. Bye. Bye.